to Ignite Depot. My name is Apostle Milton Jones. I want to thank you for taking the time out to join us tonight. Man, this is the day which the Lord has made. We will rejoice and we will be exceedingly glad. Come on. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice. We will rejoice. We will rejoice and we will be exceedingly glad. Not just a little bit glad, not just so, so glad, but we're going to be exceedingly glad in it. Man, I'm so glad you took the time out to join us tonight. I guarantee you tonight you're going to hear a word tonight that's going to ultimately change your life forever. So I'm going to ask you right now from the very beginning, from the very start, go ahead and lean all the way in with this. I want you to say, make this decision say, hey, from the very beginning, I'm going to have eyes to see. I have ears. I'm going to be attentive to hear. And I'm opening my heart right now to you, God, to be able to speak a word that will ultimately change my life forever man that's the way we got to come in every time we come in we're coming in and we're going to be in that ready position you know uh, it's funny that people make fun of me sometimes because when i'm in a service i literally am sitting on the edge of my seat in anticipation for whatever is going to come across from the word of God that day. I'm, I'm waiting for whatever the man or woman of God is going to say because I come with great expectation that today I'm going to learn something that I didn't know before. I'm going to see something I've never seen before. And as a result, my life will be forever changed. And man, when you come with that level of expectation, when you're expecting God to meet you right there, I call it doing the bus stop. You remember when you was a kid and, and you had to ride the big cheese, AKA the school bus. And you know, it was, it was getting close to that time when the bus was supposed to come and you lean, you go to the edge of the sidewalk, you lean, and then you turn to see if the bus was coming. And then if it wasn't coming, you back up a little bit. You go back, talk to your friends for a little while. But the closer you got time for that bus to come, you'd go back up to that curve. And what would you do? You would lean and you would look and see if that bus is coming. Because you had a great anticipation. You was looking for, you had great hope and earnest expectation that something was going to happen and that bus is going to be there. It's no different than when it comes to the word of God. You got to come with great expectation. You got to come with a hope, an earnest expectation that something good is going to happen today. And that's what I'm asking you to do, not only for today, but for every day from this moment forward. Say, anytime you get ready to read the word, anytime you get ready to watch a video, anytime you get ready to watch a podcast, Father, I'm coming with great earnest expectation for something good to come from the word today. And man, like too sweet Kool-Aid, or if you had that, uh, had some fried chicken, that mm -mm -mm, finger looking good, you know, man, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Glory to God. I don't know about you, but either you hungry or you in expectation and excited. So either way, we're going to go ahead and jump right into the word in the name of Jesus. I'm going to make a declaration, pray, and then we're going to make our confession together in the name of Jesus. I make this declaration in accordance with Isaiah 61 and 1 which says this, that the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captain, opening a prison to the bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God. 
and to comfort all who mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to get them unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And they shall build the old waste, and they shall raise the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolation of many Father, we give you glory, honor, and praise, and thank you for this opportunity in your word. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come before you. We thank you for the, what a privilege, what an honor that the shed blood of Jesus has made available to us, that the veil has been torn, and we can come boldly into the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Father, I decrease that you may increase. Father, let my tongue be the pen of a ready writer, writing the very oracles on the tables, on the tablets of their hearts right now and in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you have already given them ears to hear and eyes that are open and ready to receive, hearts that are open and ready to receive the engrafted word that will ultimately change their lives forever. May they be washed by the word, cleansed by the word, healed and redeemed by the word, restored and made whole by the word of God that will go forth across this pulpit tonight. Father, be glorified in all that I say and do as I covenant with you for miracles, signs, wonders, manifestations of the gifts of the Holy Spirit and demonstration of spirit and power. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Let us all say amen. Amen means so be a demonstration of spirit and power man I, I hear the lord saying that some people out there you're being healed right now he says you've been going through situations and circumstances and it seems like you don't know what to do you don't know which way to turn he says i'm sending you insight i'm giving you insight i'm giving you wisdom on what to do with the information that you have you will have right use and exercise of the knowledge that he's already provided to you for whatever situation it is. Some people, it may be a lawsuit. Some people is dealing with their finances. So yes, he said, some people is with your children. Some people is with your household budget. He says, I'm releasing to you, I'm releasing to you comprehensive understanding and insight as well as wisdom, right use and exercise of knowledge of the information that you have so that you will get the desired results that you've been praying and believing God for. He says, I'm, I'm releasing it to you right now. He says, just receive it. How do you receive it? Father, I receive that comprehensive insight. I receive the wisdom on what to do in this situation and circumstance that I find myself in. And I receive it now. In Jesus' name, amen and glory to God. So we just want to thank God. Father, we thank you for, for tongues with an interpretation of tongues, Father God, for the edification, exhortation, and comfort of those who have heard it. Were you edified? Were you comforted? Were you exhorted? Man, glory to God. That's what this, what happens when tongues with interpretation comes forth. It builds up in prophecy. It builds up your faith. It builds up your earnest hope and hope which is earnest expectation of something good now get ready to receive it because he has it available to you now in jesus name i make this declaration or confession we'll make this confession together and we're going to go ahead and jump right in it says this it says this hold it up get your bible out get your iphone out get your tablet out get your google out say this is my bible the bible is god speaking to me the Bible is the truth. It reveals what I should think. It 
tells me what I should believe and it tells me how I should walk. The word of God is the most important thing in life. Come on, say that with me. The word of God is the most important thing in life. And man, we've been talking about over the last few weeks in our locked and loaded uh, uh, series, we've been talking about how wisdom Wisdom is the principal thing. And according to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, which says wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and with all you're getting, get understanding. Now, we found out that the word wisdom here actually means right use and exercise of knowledge. And the wisdom we're talking about is not just any old kind of wisdom. We're talking about the wisdom of God, godly wisdom, godly godly uh, wisdom and and and, and discernment on what to do with the information and knowledge that you have. A lot of people have a lot of knowledge and they have this misconception that they got a lot of wisdom. No, you had a lot of data, you have a lot of information, but if you don't have the second thing, comprehensive insight or understanding you just have a lot of knowledge, very little to no comprehensive insight. So you will never get to the third step. And the third step is where you get wisdom, which is right use and exercise of the knowledge that you have. But we already received the word tonight from the spirit of the Lord. It says that the knowledge that you have, God has given you today, right? A comprehensive understanding and insight to the knowledge that you have so that you can take it to the next step and operate in wisdom right use and exercise of the knowledge and information that you have can i get one amen out there in the name of jesus we also found out that that word principle what does that word principle mean what do you mean wisdom is the principal thing wisdom that word principle means chief highest in rank character the most important thing so the most important thing that you can have in life is godly wisdom and with all you with all this godly wisdom that you have right use and exercise of knowledge you need to get understanding this understanding means discernment discerning on how to use the right the information that you have in jesus name now last week we was talking about man you got to put in the work Put in the work. What is put in the work? You've already made a decision to make Jesus your personal Lord and Savior. You've already made a decision that you're going to be a disciple, which is a student, a pupil, a, a disciplined follower of the teachings and instructions of God's word. And what the word of God says, you've made a decision. This is the final authority. And when you make that decision, that's not where the journey ends. That's simply where the journey begins. It's kind of like somebody, a, a mother who births a child, she birthed a child and the child comes out and the child is in the world, but the child is, is, is entering into, an, into a, a, a realm that they have never been in before. So what do they have to do? They have to learn how to function, how to operate in the realm to which they came or to, uh, to the, to the, to the earth into which they came into is no different than somebody who wasn't born again, but then they get born again. We know born again means born again from above, not just going to church and just saying a prayer born again, means born again from above by your spirit where you front, you confess with your mouth and what you believe in your heart about Jesus being, being the, being Lord, our head over your life and you truly believe that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved, set free, delivered, and made whole. 
what happens? Your spirit is regenerated. It's not, it's like, not like you take it to a shop and you take the old and, and, and fix, put some paint on it and make it new. No, it's totally regenerated and, and brought back to its original intent, the original form before life or sin happened in the world. So your spirit is brand new, but remember you are a three-part being and according to the first Thessalonians chapter five, verse 23, which says that spirit, you are a spirit that lives in a physical body, but you possess a soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotion, your feeling, your choose, your thinker. So your spirit, when you get born again, is regenerated or made totally new. Your body is the same way it was before, but so is your soul, which is your mind, will, and emotion, your filler, your chooser, your thinker. So we talked about this before, how you got to give yourself a spiritual upgrade. Just like if you have an Apple phone, they'll send you out a software upgrade or update. And what happens when you put that new update on that new phone? Guess what's going to happen? That phone, which was originally operating one way, when you do the update on it, it's going to begin to cause that operation system to be able to cause that phone to do things that it may not have been able to do before. It's the same thing. When you get the word of God and when you begin to study to show yourself approved, when you begin to renew your mind by the word of God, when you begin to change out that old uh, software that's been in your soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions, and you download a new software, which is the word of God according to the kingdom of God, then what begins to happen is your you as an individual begin to think different. You begin to feel different. You begin to make different decisions because you have a new software that's been up, updated in your soul, which is the word of God. How simple is that? It's so simple, a, a kid can do it. It's so simple, you can do it. It's so simple, I can do it. Now, when we talked about last week about putting in that work, we started with Ephesians chapter 4, and we're talking about verse 21, which is talking about, I'm reading out a new King James Version, which says this, If indeed you have heard him talking about Jesus and have been taught by Jesus, as the truth is in Jesus, that you, talking about you, talking about me, we have to put off or take off that old man or take off that old way of thinking, take off that old way of feeling, take off that old way of making decisions. It didn't say God was going to do that for you. It said, this is something that you have to do. And that's why I was talking about, you got to be willing to put in that work. And it goes on, it says, put, take off concerning your old conduct or the way that you used to live or how you used to get down or how you used to flow. He says, but he says that old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust. Lust means uh, inadvertent desires for, for that which is forbidden. Lust is not just physically sex. Most of the time you hear the word lust, most people say, sex, you talking about sex. I'm not talking about just sex because you can lust for power. You can lust for approval. How do you know people are lusting for approval? Man, if you cut on TikTok or you cut on uh, Instagram, I, I, you cut on, I call it the fad book, not the Facebook, but the fad book. Why do I call it the fad book? Because people put a fabricated uh, life on the book to make people think this is how their life really is. And in many cases, it's not like that at all. It, pu it puts on a, a placebo. It puts on a false appearance of something that appears to be real. And, and so 
people are are lusting for approval man the more likes you get the more people feel approved or accepted but can i tell you this man i can i can share share on the book or on tiktok or on reels or on shorts or even on instagram for you old heads and it could be a life-changing word and i might get three likes maybe four depending on who it is who it is who checked it out but guess what you could put on a, you could put another female on there and she twerking and she jiggling baby go ahead baby jiggling baby go ahead baby and she bumping or she shaking and everything and they doing this challenge or that challenge she might get 5000 likes sometimes she get video might get 50 million views of somebody wiggling and jiggling and i'm like i don't get it because even when i was in the world even when i was in the marine corps and my boys used to want to go to the club and, and go to the gentleman's club as it's called wink wink go to the gentleman's club and they seeing somebody up there and that girl's up there dancing and doing all kind of things and they throwing all their money and buying all these drinks. And my mind, I wasn't even, I didn't even know God like I know God. I'm like, that don't make no kind of sense at all. You spending all your money on something, somebody, you get, are going to get no benefit. You're going to spend all this money. You're going to go home. If you walked in the, in the club and you full of lust and you don't watch her dance all night, spend all your money, guess what you're going to do? You're going to be tanked up with even more lust. And, and, and that ain't, she ain't solved a darn thing for you. If anything, she just made that situation worse. When you talk about deceitful lust, lust, the whole point is, is people lust for different things. Some people lust for attention. Some people lust for approval. Some people lust for power. Some people lust for success. Some people lust for sex. Some people lust for alcohol. Some people lust for, in other words, lust is not limited to just one thing and he's saying right here you have to be willing to take off put off that old form of lifestyle or put off that old form of conduct and put off that old man which grows more corrupt a person grows more corrupt according to the deceitful lust why did it cause the deceitful lust because those lusts those inert desires for that which is forbidden will lead you away into error Remember, that's what the word deceit means, to lead a person into error. These lusts will lead you into error. Man, you be riding down the street and you see your brand. You know your brand and you see your brand. You be like, oh boy, mm, if I wasn't who I would, mm, mm, right? You you go out, you do all those things that you was thinking in your mind. You hook up with that person, you do what you do. But you mess up the situation you got at the house with your wife, with your husband. Or, you know, you engage to somebody and you mess up that whole situation for something that was not even worth it. Deceit for lust calls you to error and going away, away from that which was good. He says, take off that at, oh, at old man. He says, and then be renewed or be changed or transformed in the spirit of your mind. Remember, your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotion. And how do you do that? By putting on the new man. Who's the? How do you put on the new man? Which is created according to God in righteousness and true holiness. In other words, you've been born again. Your spirit man is made new. Now you're going. You're on a journey to put in the work. You're going to put in the effort. You're not going to be lazy. Yeah, yeah I'm going to do it today. I'm not going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to do it for three days, man. I'm tired. I'm out. It's kind of I always liking it to somebody 
who goes who makes a New Year's resolution that they're gonna lose weight. <laughs> you go, you, man, you get your gym membership. Man, I'm going to the gym. Ooh, I can see it right now. I'm, I, oh, I'm going to buy that outfit because I'm going to be hurting them if I go to the gym. And you get that gym membership on January the 1st. You got your exercise clothes laid out on January the 2nd. You go to the gym on January the 3rd. You feeling good about yourself. So you work out and you so sore you can't barely move. By January the 4th, you, you man, I'm going to have to skip a day because my body is hurting. By January the 5th and everything, man, God's going to do it a different way. By January the 6th, you fasted three days and you said man god has said i ain't got to go to gym no more all i got to do is just sit here and my weight is is, is going to just fall off me like ripe cherries off a tree by january the 7th you you are fed up with the gym you don't even drive past the gym no more now what you're going to do is you're going to put your clothes all out there on marketplace so you can sell that gym equipment because you believe in god is just going to supernaturally make you get slimmer than a mug lose all that weight and and you walk you walk in the room and you you don't got so big you walk in the room and you walk and you walk past the mirror and because there's more of you now than it used to be you think when you walk in the room that somebody else is behind you because there's so much more of you left behind and what he's saying he says just like it comes to weight loss just like it comes to living a better lifestyle you're going to have to put in the work you're going to have to put in the work he goes on and he says this he says, put off the old man, then put on the new man. And the way that you put on the new man is through the renewing of your mind. He says, according to God in righteousness, right standing and right relationship and in holiness. Holiness is not just not wearing makeup, wearing long dress and everything and not doing your hair. Holiness is a lifestyle. Yet James chapter one, still talking about you got to put in the word says this. He says that therefore laying aside, James was saying this to, to the people laying aside what all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive. He said, put off that other stuff, lay all that other stuff alone. Be like, mm, can't touch this. You know, you can't touch this. You don't want to be involved with it and receive with meekness, uh, humility, the impart a uh, planted word which is able to heal and to save your souls. What's your soul? Your mind, your will, and your emotion. The more you get the word of God on the inside of you, it begins to heal. It begins to restore. It begins to set free. It begins to deliver your soul. It restores your mind, will, and emotion to the way it was before life happened to it. He says, but not only receive the word, he says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. And this is what so many people get messed up. They listen to the word. They hear what the word says, but they never get around to doing the second part. They don't begin to do the word. And it just because you have remember the whole thing is you have knowledge. You have some comprehension of understanding. But when it comes to the wisdom, the wisdom is the right use and exercise of the knowledge means you're actually doing it. You got to do it. Turn to your neighbor and say, man, you got to do it. Turn to your other neighbor and say, you got to do it. Point to yourself and say, hey, man, I'm talking to you. You got to do it too, he says. Because when you are here of the word and not a doer of the word, guess what happens? You're only deceiving or misleading yourself into error, thinking your life and situation has changed. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but I'm going to put you up on something. If you just hear this message, but you ne never make a plan to do what the word of God is saying, 
you are deceiving yourself. You're not deceiving me. You're not deceiving your mama. You ain't deceiving your pastor. You're deceiving yourself, believing that something has changed. Yes, you have new information. Yes, you have some level of understanding. But until you begin to do it, nothing's changed. See, change is not change until you change. He says this, he says, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like, he or she is like a man or woman observing this, their natural face in the mirror. For he or she observes himself, they go away and immediately forget what kind of man he or she was. Now, he, he or she looks he looks into the perfect law of liberty, looks into the word of God. So you got to understand looking into the Bible is, is, is like, it's the only book that you can read. And at the same time you reading it, it's reading you. And what's happening is giving you an image of what it's supposed to look like. Like when you get dressed up in the morning, you go and look in the mirror. It's like, does this outfit look like what it's supposed to look like or what it looked like on a catalog or what image you had in your mind? But guess what? When you go and you look in that mirror and you see and you see something that's wrong, like you got a hair out of place. Don't look at my head like that with your judgmental tone. But when you looking and and something is out of place but you walk away but you don't fix it it's like you forgot what it is you saw when you was in the mirror you seen something was not right but you didn't take the time to correct it you didn't take the time to make an adjustment you didn't take the time to fix it it's the same thing when you read the word of god when you read the word of god and you find out something that that's what the word of God does not is not what it looks like in your life. You don't you can't change the word of God. I don't like that part. So I'm gonna scrub that part out. I don't like that part. You can't scrub it and get rid of it. Guess what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to say, you know what, God, thank you for showing me areas that I need to come up higher in. Holy Spirit, remember you got the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Help me and show me how to make the adjustment. Show me how to do what it is that I'm reading and he will show you how to do it because guess what it goes on to say in verse 25 he or she who looks into the perfect law looks into the word of God and continues in it or reads it or continues to adhere to it or begins to study it he says and it's not a forgetful hearer or I didn't just hear it one time and and didn't do it but here's it didn't forget it, begins to do it. He says, this person is blessed in what they do. So it says you came and you made a decision. I'm not just going to hear it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the word of God. I'm going to apply the word of God in my life. Because remember, according to John chapter 8, 32, that's what true disciples do. A true disciples hears the word and they continue in that word. What does that mean? They continue. They are here to it. They apply it to their everyday life. And he says, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples, my students, my discipline, my followers indeed. And you will intimately know the truth and that truth will make you free. When you begin to hear it, you begin to do it. You begin to apply it to your life. Guess what happens? It begins to set you. It makes you free. Why does it make you free? Because it you change what you think, you change the way you feel, you change the way you decide, and as a result, of, you begin to do things differently. And when you begin to do things differently, guess what's going to happen? You're going to get a different result.
It's kind of like when you stop letting that piece of apple pie and, and ice cream push you around at 2 o'clock in the morning, and you so full you can't even sleep at night, but you can, you're can you in there sleeping, and that apple pie is calling your name. Jenny, Jenny, you know you're hungry, girl. And you're like, uh-uh, I'm not going to eat. I'm full. Jenny, come on. And, and Jenny ain't renewing her mind. Jenny going to get up so full she can't even move, but that apple pie is calling her. And when she goes in the refrigerator and she's on that, on that uh, light diet, she eats by the light. She eats by the light of the refrigerator. But anyway, when she eats, opens that refrigerator, she takes that pie out. Then the ice cream is going to be talking about, Jenny, don't leave us in here by herself. And now she got the apple pie. She got the ice cream. And now when she was on this, on this, on this plan, she had made a decision. She's going to lose weight, but she is not putting in the work. She's not a doer what it is she heard she heard what she's supposed to do but she never made a conscious decision in her heart not her head in her heart not her head in her heart so how do you be a doer of the word every day father i make a decision to not only hear your word today but i'm going to be a doer holy spirit show me how to apply this word to my everyday life guess what's going to happen he's going to do it he's going to do it why because his desire for you is that you, you live life in abundance to the full until it overflows. The Holy Spirit will always lead and guide you into all truth. He will always teach you in all things. He will always bring back to your remembrance all the words and which Christ has said unto you. But he will always, always, always show you things to come. See, Romans chapter 8 verse 14 says, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they have become the sons or daughters of God. You, a son or daughter of God, when you when you begin to put on the nature of God, you're acting just like Him. You know, someone asked the question. You know, if there was one word you would say to you know to to to, to convince an unbeliever. Uh, why they should go back to church. What's the one issue that you will say, hey, church, if you can get this one area right, then more people will be inclined to want to come to back to church, come back, get back in right relationship with God. And this is the one thing that we were, that, that, that was the answer that was given. If believers would be doers of that word, act like Christ, do like Jesus does. Act like he acts, respond like he responds, love like he loves. God, Christ so loved us that he gave his life. He was willing to lay his, down, his life down for others. That does Love does not mean you condone everything. But just because you don't condone every action does not mean you condemn the people who are doing what it is that they're doing. What you do is you speak the truth in love. You speak the truth of the word of God in love and then even after you speak the truth guess what you got to do walk them through the process because just like you they heard the knowledge of what the word says they have very little to no comprehensive understanding of what it is so they don't even have the wisdom the right use and exercise of what it is that they heard so they still wander around in darkness and god says i'm placing my word in your heart L lift your hands lift your hands right now just lift your hands go ahead and lift your hands and just say father stretch forth your hand to me right now 
place your word in my mouth to restore, to redeem, to heal, to set free. I receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now you said, what's that word? What would be the word that Christ would, would God would place in your mouth that you may be able to be used to restore others back to him? I'm so glad you asked because I'm going to show it to you. And this is where we're going to stop tonight. It says this in, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says this. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things are made new. All things are made new. All things are made new. So you say, hey, man, when you get kid in Christ Jesus, when you receive Jesus as the head of your life, then what you're saying, when you make a decision, when you confess it out of your mouth because you believe it in your heart, when you make a decision, what he does is he doesn't do a renovation job on you. He makes all things new. Your old nature, the old you, the old way that you used to do things. He says, all those things are passed away. Behold, everything about your new, about you is new. Your spirit man is brand new. But man, guess what? Your soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions, it has to be renewed by the word of God. I also want to share this word with you because this is the, also the word he will say for you to share. He says, now all things of God. Verse 18, he says, who has re reconciled or restored us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given to us, he's given to you, he's given to me if you're a born again believer, he's given to you the ministry of reconciliation or he's given you the ministry to go out and guess what you're supposed to do? Begin to restore others back to in right relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And he says, that is, and this is the word he's given you. He says, he's given you the, this, uh, God was in Christ reconciling the world, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. What's the word of reconciliation? What's the re word of restoration? God is not mad at you. God is not holding your sins against you. He says, but in order for you, in order for you to receive the benefits of, of being made new in order for you to receive the benefits to be restored back to him. You have to receive Jesus as the head of your life. And man is so simple. A child can do it. And see, the thing about it is that's your word of reconciliation. Or you can just go out there and begin to tell people what what happened in your life. Man, I was going this way. I was walking this way. I was tired of what was going on in my life. I was I was fed up with it, but I didn't know what to do. But then one day, one of my boys came and hollered at me and asked me, man, have you ever thought about going back to, you know, he didn't say something about going to church. He said, have you ever thought about having a relationship with Jesus? Jesus loves you. He loved you so much he gave his life for you. And he's already paid the sin, the price for every sin you would ever make. Past, present, and future. And all he's asking you to do is receive the free gifts he's made available to you. He's not holding your sins against you. You don't have to get it all right before you come to him. But you do have to come through him in order to get to the Father. Man, it's just that simple. 
and see you as a born again believer, God is using you as his ambassadors, his representatives. That's what does an ambassador do? An ambassador represents the country or the kingdom from which they came. When you got born again, you transition from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God. And when you are translation transitioned into the kingdom of God as a born again believer, this is what we're talking about. You got to be doers and not just hearers. He's, because guess what? When you become a citizen of the kingdom of God, your opinion, your thoughts, your views, how you look at things is no longer based off of what the world says or how that world operates. You represent the kingdom for which sent you to your job, to your home, to your community, to your workplace. When somebody asks you, what's your position on this topic? You only say what the kingdom says. Well, what are your, what's your opinion about, about people uh, uh, being poor? Well, you know, our government, talking about the kingdom of God, says that God supplies all their needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. What's your opinion about people being sick? Well, our government, the kingdom says that uh, by Jesus' stripes we're healed. What's your opinion about, about same-sex marriage? Well, the kingdom of God says that uh, that marriage is between a man, a biological man, and a biological woman. And what's your opinion? See, the thing about it is, when you only say what the kingdom says, if they have an issue, it's not an issue with you. It's an issue with the government that sent you. It's no different when you listen to your government and the person says something that to you makes no sense at all, but they're only parroting or saying what their government has already said and as an ambassador of christ you only say what the word says you only do what the word says to do because you're representing a kingdom you're representing the kingdom of god when people see you they are getting a glimpse of what the kingdom that you represent is really like it's no different than somebody who comes to church when people come to church you don't know anything about church or they've been to church and they've been hurt before when they see you they should see Jesus. When they see you, they should see God in you, Jesus in you, the Holy Spirit in you. So when they get a, an opportunity to come and fellowship with you, well, they should be fellowshipping with, with the Lord just like they're fellowshipping with you because you represent the kingdom. You represent Jesus. You represent the Father. Do you see how that works? If the church just did that, part right there you turn your whole world around you change the world around in your very house you turn that world your situation around in your very community you change that situation on your job you change that situation in your government if they could just see the jesus that you talk about if they could see the love of god that you always praying about let them see it not in just what you say because talk is cheap. This is what we used to say back in the, in the day. Put up or shut up. That's what the world is in. Put up or shut up. Because y'all talk a lot about a lot of things. But they see very little. As the body of Christ that ought not be. That ought not ever be. But we can get it right tonight. I don't care where you at. I don't care if you don't. I don't care if you just cussed out your boss today. We can get it right tonight. I don't care if you just got through getting high five minutes ago and that you're watching this broadcast or hearing this broadcast, we can get it right tonight. I don't care if you're still in the bed with, with that joker right now. You can get it right tonight. 
Why? Because we're taking off that old to put on the new so we can represent the very God, the very kingdom that has sent us. You are an ambassador. You are a representative of the kingdom of God. People will see Christ through you. What kind of what kind of show are you putting on? What kind of story are you telling? You ain't got to answer me. That's just one of those pause and think about that. So if you ever missed it, if you miss it, or and you want to get it right, or you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, but you, man, you know what you heard tonight? Man, I could do that. I'd like to give you an opportunity to do that right now. In accordance chapter, to Romans chapter 10, verses 8, 9, and 10, it says this. That the word of God is near you. It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. That's the word of faith which we preach. That if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Pray this prayer with me. Confess it out of your mouth, mean it from your heart. Say it with me. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I do believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe he died for me on the cross and carried my sins for me. I believe he was put in the grave, but he's alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save me now. I receive your offer of forgiveness right now. And I receive salvation right now. And I receive healing right now. And I receive right standing with God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. And if you pray that prayer for the very first time, we want to welcome you back into the kingdom of God, welcome you back into right standing, welcome you back into right relationship with God. Well, man, what do you do right now? You've got to get in a word-based church. What about that word-based church? What does the word-based church do? They teach you about the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, about the kingdom of God, about the love of God. We know that Ignite Depot is such a place. And what we like to do is give you an opportunity to join us here every week at 6 p.m., every Saturday at 6 p.m., right here online, and where we're teaching the word, where we're making disciples where, to discover their purpose so that we can dispatch them. See, our whole goal, the whole reason why we exist is to represent God and ignite life, uh, identity, and purpose within a generation. Man, it's so easy to do. And we want you to know this, that if you miss this broadcast uh, on Saturday, but you because but you're working, catch us back on Thursday because we're re We'll rebroadcast this same broadcast again. And if you're busy and you want to re-listen to this again and other messages, man, check out our, our podcast. It's called Ignite, the number two life, Ignite to life uh, podcast. And you listen to this and other messages, man, subscribe. Man, also give us a like. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on, on the podcast platform. Like us on Facebook. Man, when you do that, it just gives us better exposure. Now, on behalf of Pastor Juan and the entire night nation, I want to thank you for joining us tonight. And remember, don't be just a hearer, be a doer. In Jesus' name, amen.